When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And welcome everybody to Pulse of Fins Nation here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. I am your host, Louis Sung, and today I am joined by who's many of you who are listening to this after it is live and is now on the feed. Somebody you are very familiar with, Alfredo Artiaga of the Three Yards Per Carry podcast. Sir, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. And uh, what what can you say about my new setup? You know, yeah. it's it's spectacular, isn't it? I'm jealous. That's one. That's one thing's for sure. I like. I have my two little lights here, but you got you got a whole setup there. You got your logo. You got the. You're gonna get some only fins in there eventually. I think. Yeah. No, actually, you do. You have some only fins right there. You have your little. Yeah, uh, I have a cap. Yep. So and got, I, and, I, and I have a mug. That's it. Mm-hmm. You've got mm-hmm. everything, man. Like you got the whole setup. You got NFL Network going in the corner. That's yes. it's the ultimate setup. So. One day, one day, when I have made enough money to be able to have my own little man cave, I'll be able to do something like that. So I want to thank you again for joining me tonight. We are going to be talking about the uh, the purge, as it were. So I remember those commercials would come out every uh, every once so on often when a movie yeah. would come out. Who, like, who would have thought? I remember uh, I'm old enough to remember when football season ended in the Super Bowl. And then you got like a little trickle of information of a couple of free agents that got signed. Then you had the draft and then you waited like four or five long months until training camp. Now it's essentially year round. If you think about it, this week is the combine. There's going to be movement. Trust me when I tell you there's going to be movement on contracts, people getting cut, people getting extended, possibly a trade or two in the NFL. Uh, Then you got the combine and then you got a very, very quick run up to the to free agency and that's going to be a whole lot of fun and then you'll you really only have like a like a one month wait to the draft and then you do get you get about you get about a month and a half of absolutely nothing but it's not like it used to be like it's now essentially year round really yeah, there's a there's not really any breaks, which my poor fiance, she's like, when does football stop? It never does. I'm sorry, honey. It, it never does. Stop. <laughs> it never stops. No, and then we get the we get that the the uh, what are they calling it? The UFL or whatever that merged uh, spring football league. Oh, that yeah. should be better. You know, so if you're a Dolphin fan, watch that, because this year, remember, it's different. Uh, I believe that the, the number was 17, the total amount of players that came out of the USFL and the XFL into the into the. NFL last year. Now they're merging those leagues. So you can watch those games and look for the guys that are stars in that league. And your team could be, you know, one of the ones bidding on one of those guys. You know, look at the best field goal kicker in football this year was the Dallas Cowboys guy. Uh, uh, What's his name? Brandon Autry, right? 
Uh, let me just take a look here. Cowboys yeah, kicker. That is it's Brandon Aubrey. Yes, Brandon, Brandon Aubrey. Aubrey. Where did he kick last year? <laughs> look it up. Uh, let me see if I can find that. Okay, I guess Wikipedia would be the best place to look at this point. Uh, not definitely not the Cowboys. Uh, the oh, <laughs> let's see. The he had a professional career at Toronto FC. Oh, this is for soccer. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so then he where did he go? To the Birmingham Stallions. There you go. In the USFL. The guy kicked, the guy kicked one at USFL season. The Cowboys said, you know what? He's pretty good. And now he's the best field goal kicker in football. Would you, I you believe put him above Justin ended, Tucker? Yeah. I believe uh, Aubrey ended the season 30 for 30. From from field from the you can look up his stats, but I'm pretty sure that Aubrey was the best field goal cooker kicker in football this year. So now my question is: Do you think Lionel Messi will be willing to moonlight as a Dolphins kicker? <laughs> that would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? The problem is that the only reason you get rid of Jason Sanders is trying to get a cheap guy. Do you think Lionel Messi is going to come here for what Aubrey? Aubrey, I think kicked for the Cowboys for like what two hundred thousand or something. Like it was the absolute bare minimum for a rookie. So yeah. no, I don't think I, I don't, Miss is going to do that. No, I don't think he would either. And he and but it's fun to it's fun to pretend. Uh, let's see. Brandon Aubrey signed a three year, two point six nine five million dollar contract. So right, well, right under a million for for Brandon Aubrey. So that's the extension that he signed off of being a rookie. Okay, and having this season. Yeah, because that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. So we'll talk about some of the players that the Dolphins are planning to purge and the impact of them, who we expect to be purged next, who we expect to stick around. But before I mention anything beyond that, let's go ahead and get these out of the way. Make sure you head on over to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code five. That's F I V E. And they will match up to $100 on your initial deposit. When you sign up, if you are in the state of Florida, then there are going to be some changes being made, but rest assured price picks is doing everything they can to make sure that you will eventually be able to get back to playing with them in the future so you can still use that promo code 5 f-i-v-e and you will able match up to 100 on your initial deposit when you sign up and of course if you are somebody who wants to get some good gaming in your life you have links in the description of this live youtube video that you are watching now to go to my nintendo store and you can go ahead and get some extra bonus items when you make your purchase of either super mario rpg or super mario brothers wonder both are awesome games that can be really nostalgic for you if you were somebody who played the original back in the 90s or if you are somebody who wants to play the newest thing that came out so again you you just click on the links in the description below and you'll get bonus items upon making your purchase all right so emmanuel ogba he was the uh, first domino to fall as it were and i don't think anybody was truly expecting anything different i think anybody with half a brain pretty much knew that emmanuel ogba was going to be done after this. oh no not uh, not some Uh, some people thought some people online actually thought that that they should have cut him last year where you can't make use of any of Emmanuel Agba's benefits of being cut. So, yeah, that's an that was an absolute no-brainer like that was going to happen no matter what. Yeah. And it's a good I mean, it, they needed him this year, the honest truth. And yeah. it was never a question of whether Emmanuel Agba could still contribute. I I still believe if he were like this is a hypothetical completely never going to happen situation, but if he were willing to take a pay cut to stay in Miami, I 100% believe he would be able to continue to contribute in this in this new Anthony Weaver defense. He's already proven he can play. 
It's not a question of whether he can play, but you don't pay a man $11 million to ride the bench. It, it's just no. not, it's just not good. It's just not good. Uh, not good money. No. So it's the best thing that Miami can do right now. Set him loose. Let's see what he can. Let's see where he can go. I wish him the best of luck. He did a fantastic job while he was here. I think there were some people asking whether we would prefer Emmanuel Ogba or Andre Branch. Uh, I would, I, I personally, me personally, I think Ogba did better for what he was asked to do. Yeah. Than, Emmanuel than Ogba had a really, really good season here, and then he had another decent season. You know, he just had a pretty bad injury last year. Uh, well, not last year, the year before last. And then yeah. this year, he was essentially just buried in the depth chart. Yeah, there was no room for him. Andrew Van Ginkle no. was the pass rusher extraordinaire that came in and did an amazing job. You had Bradley Chubb and you had Jalen Phillips for most of the year. So at, it was only it wasn't until those guys went down that Ogba even had a spot. And when he did go in, he he played well. It's just that, again, he's going to have a lot of money attached to him. So this was just the unfortunate reality of life. You need to save some money somewhere to be able to keep some of these other guys. Speaking of uh, guys, you're purging Xavier Howard. Finally, finally. Uh, I mean, we all knew to in our in the back of our minds that eventually we were going to have to cut ties. There was no way we were going to be able to keep him forever. It's just sad that the uh, the Jalen Ramsey Xavier Howard combo never really got a chance to materialize. I kind of feel the same way about that that I did when Byron Jones signed and played mm-hmm. with Xavier Howard for one year because I've always been just this sucker, Alf, for the whole concept of reliving the glory days, bringing back the likes of the Patrick Sertan, the Sam Madison combo, and you have two just elite corners, one on each end, and you can't. there's no one who could argue that Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey together were a dangerously potent combo. But and the same thing could be said where Byron Jones when he was here and healthy, the, mm-hmm. they, those two together were f- phenomenal. I loved it. But every time we get it, it only lasts a year because of one reason or another. Byron, like whatever happened to Byron Jones, bless him. I'm I hope that he's able to live a comfortable life after this because it doesn't look like he's going to be playing football anymore. Um, as far as Avian Howard, his injury history finally came back to bite him to the point where we just can't afford to keep him anymore. So. Now we're going to do a post-June 1st cut. Um, I have to look at uh, over the cap to know exactly the numbers that Miami saves in doing so. Oh, it's, it's, it's a big number. It's like $18.5 million. So Yeah, so, okay, so actually over the cap has already uh, noted that it's going to happen. So, yeah, $18.5 million that we're saving, cutting Xavier Howard. And all that is money that very likely we're going to be able to use to keep some other guys. Now... I know that uh, OnlyFans, and I, by the way, only $3 a month to be able to get in on that. It's a lot better than uh, the cesspool that is Twitter. Not that we uh, have anything against the people watching on Twitter. We're very glad to have you watching us. Yeah, uh, and you could go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans, and you could join there for $3 a month. It's yeah. better than Twitter. Trust me when I tell it you. Is, it is definitely You get better. what you pay for, people. Yeah, very true. Although I will say on game days, it's still very twitter like most of the time when two is not playing like an elite quarterback it's very twitter like (laughs) even on only fins so i mean that but that's the reality of sports right you your your quarterback is not playing up to the level of patrick mahomes and then everybody's unhappy it's just the unfortunate reality of life so now i want to talk about this because 
you were I, I, li- I did listen to your latest podcast, by the way, Alf, just to kind of get an idea of where everybody's at right now mentally. Our, you had- our season seven premiere, the one that we dropped yesterday. I thought it was season eight. Did I did I mishear that? No, nah, it's season seven. It's, season seven. So it's seven years. We've been doing this podcast for seven years. If you could believe that. It's, I mean, hey, y'all are going strong. You guys have enough to have a whole Discord server dedicated to you guys. So, I'll, so now you had mentioned the whole Christian Wilkins thing. Now, I personally am somebody who I've been saying this for months. I said this as far as the before the beginning of last year that they should have given Christian Wilkins basically whatever he wanted because even you guys, you guys had said it on your podcast that Christian Wilkins doesn't get enough credit. He doesn't get enough respect. And people are looking at his stat line are basically missing. They're missing the forest through the trees when it came to Christian Wilkins. If they're looking at his sack numbers as if that is the one and only thing that matters when it comes to defensive tackles. And that's, I, I knew from the jump that that just was not true. You look at Christian Wilkins numbers and even if his sack numbers are not as high as his peers, you knew and you saw he had more tackles, just plain tackles, than any defensive lineman, at least defensive tackles. I don't know about maybe defensive ends. I'm not sure, but I think defensive ends too. He had more tackles than any defensive lineman in the entire NFL. Two years running. Twice mm-hmm. in a, he didn't do it once. He did it twice in a row. And just watching the tape, you see him wreaking havoc. He's in the backfield constantly chasing people. No, he doesn't get to the quarterback in time to actually get the sack. But doggone, he's making his life miserable on a constant basis. And so people looking at Christian Wilkins and saying, oh, he's not worth the paycheck. I, I don't know where that comes from, other than the, they're looking at the stat sheet and saying he doesn't have as many sacks as Quinn and Williams. He doesn't have as many sacks as Deron Payne. He doesn't have as many sacks as Aaron Donald. And once again, now we're paying the price for it because he did get his sacks this year. And it was only a matter of time, really, because, again, that's how much of a playmaker he is. I had been saying that he is the heart and soul of this defense, not just from the perspective of what he can do when he's on the field, just the sheer raw level of personality, the love for the game that he has, the love for he has for his teammates. That defense goes as Christian Wilkins goes. He they he is more energetic and he's just a he's just a nuisance for offensive players, not just with his on the play, just by after the play is already over. He's still a nuisance to them. I still remember uh, he swiped uh, the towel from Alvin Kamara's back pocket and he, and the Saints ended up getting penalized because Kamara fought back against Wilkins. Uh, he did that several times this year. He did I it know. against Tennessee, too. <laughs> So, but people people already learned that particular trick. So he had to he kind of had to adjust himself a little and figure out okay, what can I do now to piss these guys off? That just just levels of gamesmanship that doesn't get talked about because that's not something you can see in a stat sheet. It really doesn't show up in film either because after the play is over, the coaches have moved on to the next play. You don't see what happens after the fact. You don't see everybody telling them, "Hey, uh, Zach, go steal uh, this guy's towel out of his out of his back pocket." That's our new uh, our new gambit. But now you have Christian Wilkins, and even you were saying you don't know how they're going to get it done. I'm here saying at this point, and I've been saying this for weeks now, I don't know how you're going to get it done either. But doggone it, you better figure it out because you can't afford to let this man leave. You can't. Well, remember that, remember that before we were operating on the assumption, like, look, when he leaves, because, you know, before we were thinking, okay, he's leaving, uh, you can use the $14 million that you just paid him to try to replace them. Okay. And that way it's at zero cost. 
And maybe you could go get a Daquan, a Daquan Jones and you bring back Deshaun Han and who knows who else you can bring back uh, on, you know, on a on one-year deal or a two-year deal to try to mitigate the loss of Christian Wilkins. But then the cap went up, okay? And it went up so much that maybe they're feeling like, you know what, the difference is being made up by Taylor Swift here. That, you know that, that would be terribly ironic, considering how much I was so annoyed just seeing Taylor Swift pop up on mm-hmm. the screen every five seconds, like she was so, the star of the show. So if they keep if they keep Christian Wilkins, it could just be that that extra Taylor Swift money just came in, and you're like, you know what? We wanted to pay him this. We were ready to pay him this. He wants that. Okay, let's give him that. <laughs> you know, because now we just have it. So now that we just found this money, we could just hand it to the player that we don't want to lose. Uh, I thought it was a good sign. Uh, first of all, he was at the the cancer the the cancer drive that they do every single year at Hard Rock Stadium. Can I just quickly uh, ask you a question? Yeah, because speaking specific, this we'll we'll get back on the Christian Wilkins in a second. But do you remember it being called the Dolphins Cancer Challenge? Yes. Because now I'm being, I feel like I'm being gaslit here because people, I was on, I was on, um, on, uh, the, um, WSFL, uh, with Jason Carter and he had been telling me, no, no, it's always been dolphins challenge cancer. I'm like, what? No, it wasn't. And so I looked it up and I'm like, it's dolphins challenge cancer. I'm like, since when it's always been the cancer challenge. Yeah, as far as I can remember, it's always been the DCC, right? Right. But well, I mean, it's still the DCC, but now they just flip the C's. Yeah, well, I have a T-shirt, one of the first ones, because uh, I donate every single year. There you so go. I gotta, There's I gotta proof. Che- I got. I got to check one of those T-shirts to see wh- what it actually says. <laughs> you know, I, like, I've been calling it the Dolphins Cancer Challenge for as long as I've been covering it. Like, I, I, like, I, when I saw that the first time, my my brain was like, "Have I been a dyslexic this whole time?" <laughs> it is the Dolphins Cancer Challenge, right? Yeah, but- I think it's a. It's it was also a good sign that Mike McDaniel today. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really instructive. I don't know if you saw him on with Florio and Chris Sims on PFT, but that was a pretty good interview. And then he went to the podium and he did mention Kristen Wilkins at the very, very end. He's like, we like fo- we like good football players and obviously we want him back. So, yeah, I think that they're, they're kind of laying it out there like, look, you know, we're, we're going to go to the mattresses to try to keep this guy. Well, that's good. The thing I mean- is, you know, you know, my calculator works just as good as anybody else's. Then again, Brandon Shore is really good at his job. So maybe they have something else under their sleeves that we're just not seeing. The truth is, and this they talked about this on PFF, the Dolphins do have a lot of flexibility. They could they could stretch a lot of contracts. That, I was about to bring that up. They have more restructure flexibility than any team in the NFL right now. Yeah, and when people say, oh, but when you do that, you kick the can down the road, then you're screwed. Yeah, let me explain that to, to people. When you kick the can down the road on a bad player and then you got to pay him in a couple of years or you got to cut him and take a big cap hit, that's one thing. But when you kick the can down the road on a player like, let's say, Javon Holland or Jalen Waddle, like these are guys that you want here long term, right? So why wouldn't you kick the can down the road on those guys, Jalen Phillips? You know, so that's the kind of flexibility that they had that they could start moving to try to fit in a number, especially for next season. Because, like, if you sign Christian Wilkins, obviously his cap hit this year is going to be small because you're going to try to use it the next year. 
Yeah, but it'll explode next year, so you're going to need the money, right? So where are you going to rob, you know, Peter to pay Paul? You're probably going to move it from those giant contracts that are coming up, right? Yep. And those are the guys that you're going to move down. So, yeah, you know, it's it's they have the flexibility. You just got to be smart about which guys you're going to do. Like, are you going to go out there uh, and, and extend, I don't know, um, David Long on a big deal? Probably not. Would you add a year to his contract? 100%. Why not? Absolutely. You know, like David it, Long did a fantastic job as far as I'm concerned. So if you I can would, add a year at the same cost and then move a little bit of money out. Yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't you do something like that? You know, Andrew Van Ginkle, you know, that's the one that's going to, you know, gonna, you're going to add on to the cap for some of these guys. Yeah. And you, you're just talking about really two guys. Cause even when Tua, when you do Tua's deal, you know, that's the ultimate kick the can down the road because then you're going to reduce his cap charge this year by a lot of money. Oh, Almost half, yeah. at okay? least, yeah. So about fourteen million dollars, I believe. So yeah, you know they have the uh, the ability to do that. They really, you know, and you've heard this 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 uh, this concept and and the phrase bad contract. They have one bad contract, one. Toronto, and it's the one we thought was a good contract. Yeah, and it's the one that were two years ago. We were like, my God, we just stole this guy. Well, you get what you pay for. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he ended up becoming the most expensive offensive lineman in all of football because you pay per game, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you were thinking you were getting this huge deal. Yeah, because you had it in your head. Oh, he's going to play 17 games. This is a bargain. I mean, no, you, nah, you were getting I, what I you were paying for. I didn't know? think he was going to play 17 games. I knew he was going to miss a few. Yeah, but who would have known that they that they signed a prorated deal? Like, he's getting paid like the highest paid offensive lineman in football because he plays so few games, you mm -hmm. know? So, it, it, by the way, and it's looking like he wants to come back for another season. I mean, listen, so. I, 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 I know what uh, you what y'all are saying with CK and everything. I'm willing to keep taking a shot on Teron Armstead only because he is when he is playing well, he is playing well. Yeah, he's, easily. He, there's a reason he got paid. Yeah, but remember day. that when whenever you, if you keep Teron Armstead, first of all, you're overpaying for a fact. Okay. Because let's say you get lucky, he plays 10 games, okay? If he plays yeah. 10 games, you're paying basically almost double for his contract. So you're you're way overpaying. Then on top of that, you got to go sign a guy that you can trust for Kendall seven Lamb. games a year. You know? I, I don't know. Kendall Lamb just had a great season. Maybe are you going to press your luck a second season in a row? Or are you going to go out there and look for somebody a little bit more trustworthy? Well, or are you going to develop a young guy? You know what no, I mean? that was the that was what I was about to bring up is that we have options there because you guys watched it in training camp. You guys were watching it throughout the season, just like we were. If we don't go with Kendall Lamb, which I I feel like the Dolphins, it'd be their best interest to bring him back, just like they brought him back last season. They saw his sample size against the Patriots as small as it was and said, there's something there. They turned out to be right. I don't think that's something mm -hmm. that's just going to go away after another season. And even if they decide to not do that, we saw what Keon Smith can do. I was shocked by how well he did. We've seen decently good things from Ryan Hayes. I'm not going to hold my breath on that just yet, but I'm crossing my fingers that there's something there with him because it looks like there might be. So there are options for Miami to have a backup to Teron Armstead. And if they continue to develop the way that, particularly Keon Smith, if he continues to develop the way that he has, then in one year's time, when it is finally a good, a good year to dump Teron Armstead, then you can easily designate him as your post June first cut and save almost 
14 and a half million dollars. And that's, there you go. You're done. You may or may not, we'll see. You may or may not have your left tackle of the future. And you got him at pennies with Keon Smith. And you can get off a big, a, a huge contract. And you'll have money to do other stuff that you need to get done. So once again, this is where development is going to start coming into play. And that's where I want to get into the Xavier Howard thing again. Because what in, in some cases, there are still people who are going to be looking at this and saying, well, we cut the wrong guy. Instead, instead of trying to keep Christian Wilkins, we should have tried to find a way to keep Xavier Howard around because cornerback is considered a more important position in the NFL than defensive tackle. I understand the metrics, but in terms of roster flexibility for Miami, they have a hell of a lot more corners to work with than they do defensive tackles. Because if you dump Christian Wilkins, you only have now Zach Sealer. Um, you don't even have uh, Raquan Davis anymore because he's also a free agent. Yeah, you just got Zach Sealer and Brandon, and Brandon Peely, Peely. And, and nothing <laughs> like, else. Like Brandon Peely, like yeah. oh yeah, I'm not I'm not thrilled about that whole concept. At corner, however, and Alfie, you can probably say this more than anybody. There's something there in Camp Smith. Yes, no, maybe. Yeah, he had a, he had a great camp, and, and he was good in the preseason game. There was plenty to see there. You say, okay, this is a guy that you can play, and you have some versatility. You could go out into free agency if you could free up a little bit more money. You could go out in free agency and get somebody to compete with Cater Kohu inside, or you could get a guy to compete with Cam Smith outside, you know, because uh, you know Jalen Ramsey has the other spot, and Jalen Ramsey's going to move around some in this in this defense. The, there's some versatility you can have there. If you have Xavier Howard on the roster, and, yeah, he's a good player, but is he worth the money that you were going to have to pay him? No, he was not. And he was going to miss, and he, like Teron Armstead, was going to miss a lot of games. So who would you rather miss yeah. games with at this point? Yeah, so, you know, you know that Xavier Howard doesn't play in the slot. He has no versatility. He always plays on the outside. So that was going to really pigeonhole you into what you were going to do uh, this coming season. You take the savings. Trust me when I tell you uh, 30 years old is a good time to to cut bait on, on a cornerback. The, these guys hardly ever, if ever, actually improve past the past the year of past their what 29th year so ramsey's the uh the exception then because well that's the great thing about Jalen ramsey is that he's gonna age like like fine wine he's gonna age like charles woodson because Uh, yes the safety transition yeah because when you don't think that he's gonna be no longer the guy and look he just had an elite season outside as a cornerback okay so there's no reason to think that he's not going to be elite again next year. He was elite this year, right? But once you think, okay, it's time to transition, you could transition him to safety, and you got something there, and you know you have something there because he's a really instinctual player. And let's face it, the guy is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And how many guys can you say that about on this team? Tyreek Hill? That's pretty much it, right? Uh so- I mean, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. I'll give it my best shot. Uh, it's like there's first, not a lot of options. First Hall of Famer is just yeah, those two guys. There's not a whole lot of options there. I might have argued Armstead, but too many games missed. Yeah, he's he's getting too too injured. He doesn't have enough Pro Bowls, you know. And they don't want to put Richmond Webb in. So imagine them trying to put. No, oh, yeah. Armstead. Oh my gosh, how long? Like poor Richmond Webb. I feel sorry for the guy. He was a stud, and he like how well? How long did it take Zach Thomas? My God. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. So you have some flexibility there. I feel perfectly fine with it. Look, you still have a draft to go. You have your whole UDFA run. You found Cater Kohu. 
out of some school called Texas A&M Commerce. I didn't know that school existed. Okay. Because I remember when, when I was a camp and, and I was talking to somebody on, on the staff and they were telling me, and I was telling them, no, what about this guy? What about that guy? I wasn't asking about Kerakohu. And this was like day one of camp. And they were telling me, the guy you got to look at is that guy. And I'm like, who? Number 38. And I'm like, the guy with the, you know, with all the muscles, with the good body. Because <laughs> that's, that's all, all you could tell about Kerakohu right away is that he was put together, right? And the guy goes, that kid is going to be a player. And I remember looking up on my sheet. And I was like, okay, where the hell? And I'm like, oh, he's at Texas A&M. And I was thinking to myself, how come I never saw this kid play if he played at Texas A&M? And I read again, and I'm like, oh, Texas A&M Commerce. And I'm like, what the hell is that? What school is that? Dolphins okay. found that guy. Trust me, they could find another one, all right? So relax on the on the, on the the secondary. And, yeah. And you, you have this entire free agent run. Who knows what they could sign? Maybe they, they sign a guy like Arthur Mollette. Something like that, you know? I mean, I personally feel like in some, in many cases, as far as the secondary goes, Miami can easily just kind of stay in-house. Nick Needham was on a one-year deal, right? He didn't play yes. a whole lot. I think part of that was because he was in recovery mode. It would be nothing, I think, at this point to bring him back and try again. Yes. And Nick Needham has versatility. He can play outside. He can play in the slot. You want to talk yes. about competing with Cater Kohu for the slot? Nick Needham. There you go. It's yeah. built in. So. Yeah. Don't even need to go out and look anywhere else beyond that. And yeah, Cam- and Nick Needham is, and that's a great name, man, because everybody's like, everybody forgot about him. Okay, last year was his Achilles recovery year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Give him a little bit of time. You know, uh, this year he should be completely healthy. Let's let's see what he does. He has the versatility to compete outside. He has the versatility to compete inside. He can play that's safety. Awesome. He can play safety because he played it this past year. You know. The cupboard is not completely bare there. Do you need to add people? Yes. You need to add probably, in my opinion, you need to add a free agent and you need to add a draft pick. So you need to add two people to, to that position room. So, yeah. And, and and you got some work to do on in free agency because you have to bring back Deshaun Elliott, in my opinion. He was too yeah. cheap to not bring back. Yeah, he was he was really, really good with what he yes. with what he was asked to do. Every so, time he missed a game, you felt it and and you saw it. Speaking of guys that you fe- you felt the absence, I was once upon a time one of the folks on the bandwagon of uh, cutting Jerome Baker after it was done because I figured, okay, we can get another linebacker. Nope, I changed my mind after watching the defense play without him. I'm like, oh, oh. Do you know how old Jerome Baker is? I do not, sir. 27 years old. Oh, yeah. That And this is, a, what is his third contract now, right? This would yes, be his third and- if they extend him? Yeah, and not only that, this is the first year that he actually has an injury, okay? And think about the injuries that he had. The first one was a completely freak injury, all right? Yeah, that's why I'm not trying to bring back Brandon Jones. Like, stop taking out our own (laughs) players, please. Okay, the first injury was a complete freak injury, all right? And then the second injury was one of those where you're like, oh, well, you know what I mean? Like he already yeah. he already busted his ass to get back, and now it's just like okay, he he played through it, and it's time for him to stop. Yeah, he he broke his wrist. Now now, had we beaten, let's say Kansas City, where they brought him back, maybe. But remember, they were just gonna IR him right away because they were like, you know what, that's enough. You know what I mean? You hurt yourself once, now you hurt yourself again. You know that's enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, we're not it's, gonna ask we're not gonna ask you to put your hand in a club and then play the the next game. You know, you know, take your time. Get get surgery and come back 
you know, nice and healthy next year. That's a guy that I would look at. I think that's the guy that you do something with next. Extend him. You, you extend him. You add a, a couple of years to his deal. He's 27 years old. You extend that guy. He's, good. He's a good player. Uh, he, he's been calling the defense for four years. Okay. All right. In fact, the only time he did not call a defense was uh, Flores' first year here. So that is what? Uh, that's one. He's been calling the defense for three consecutive years. So this will be his fourth coming up. So, yeah, you extend that guy. You add a couple of years to his, his deal. And you probably get a savings. Oh, yeah. You would get it. I feel like there's not, a, there's not a player that the Dolphins would extend and not put a savings on his on his, on mm-hmm. his contract. So, Well, yeah, the, the only guy is, although you, you're going to get a savings right away. But I, I would say that the only guy that that would happen with is uh, Jalen Waddle. I think with Jalen Waddle, you're going to get a pretty hefty number. Yeah, that's yeah. Waddle's at eight point six right now as far as the cap hit. So if you extend Waddle, it's probably going to be well. I mean, you, you can't could. reduce it. You can't reduce it too much off of no, that. No, not too much. No, but I mean, it, you could. You but know what? You will he, you you will see a savings because next year the fifth year option. What is it for wide receivers? Oh my god! Uh, let's see. It's a fifth. big number, so you're gonna get a savings off of that. I think. Let me take a look at that. Let's see. I'm trying to figure out what where's. I I remember seeing it. I saw that it was a huge number, especially for wide receivers, but I can't find where that is. I know that the franchise tag is 21 million, and Cincinnati already did that with T Higgins. Okay, so yeah. let's see. Fifth year, because Jalen Waddle was a yeah. Okay, um, actually, there it is. It's actually plain as day in Bleacher Report. Fifteen point six million for a fifth year option for Jalen Waddle. Yeah, you'll save money. You'll save money on that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I, you'll so, save like five million at least. Let's extend him now. <laughs> let's, let's get it over with. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm dead serious. Uh, I think that Chris Greer should be extending four players right now. Okay, and that's Jerome Baker, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Phillips, Javon Holland. You could do all four. All four are necessary. All four are young, and all four will give you cap savings. Then you work from there. Now I'm very uh, surprised in a way because um, this I don't think this is only Finns exclusive, but you had been souring on Javon Holland late in the save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Season. So what changed your mind? Uh, well, he's a good player, first of all. Okay, he's extremely young, and his reputation ar- across the league is great. He just did not respond too well to that injury uh, this past year, and I think it had something to do from with, a mental standpoint, though. Fr- from a mental standpoint, I don't think he responded all too great. Okay, when he came back, he was completely lost. Uh, it's going to have to be a mindset thing. He's going to have to have a solid off season. Somebody's going to get in his ear. They're going to they're going to tell him, "Look, this is the way you earn money going forward." is going to be being a consummate professional that when you come back to camp, you're going to know this defense backwards and forwards. Uh, there's some good signs as of right now. Supposedly he's he's hitting the books. Supposedly some of the guys are hitting the books. especially Because they're happy with Fangio gone. <laughs> probably. I mean, Ramsey went out and said it. It's like, he's like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will never forgive you for ruining us that way that year. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey 
flat out just said, look, I didn't like this guy, you know? And I was trying to explain this to some, some on, you know, some that have some people that I really do respect and have good shows on, you know, on YouTube. I tried to explain it because they were like, nah, you know, it should be my way or the highway. The, you know, the, the, what, what, the, the inmates can't run the asylum, right? It's not the old that kind line. of, it's not that kind of uh, NFL anymore. It's not that kind of sport or in any sport, really. You know, it's in the NBA. Are you going to tell an NBA player my way or the highway? No. You know, uh, these guys run the league. And in the NFL, you're better players. You have a lot of money committed to them, a lot of guaranteed money committed to them. You want to see them on the field. You want to see them used. Okay. There's two ways to lose on this in this league. Okay. All right. These are the two easiest ways to lose. The first easiest way to lose is to misuse your players. Okay. The second way to lose is to have all your money on the bench or on IR. Okay. Miami, unfortunately, had a kind of both. both, Okay. Because injuries started sending people to IR and to the bench left and right. Okay. Uh, You had your top three offensive linemen play less than 50% of the snaps. All of those things are things that contribute to losing. Okay. But don't lose sight of the most important way you lose. And that's when you misuse your players. You have a really expensive player. Okay. Uh, and I'll give you an example. Let's say you sign Derrick Henry to a monster deal. If you sign Derrick Henry to a monster deal, you better believe you're going to give him 300 carries. You know, that's why I never understood when people were saying way back when with, with Ricky Williams. I don't know if you remember that when people were saying, Oh, you're running him into the ground. And I'm like, He's the highest paid running back in football. Of course, you're going to run him into the ground. That's, that's his, what you're going to do. That's, that's what he's, he's the best player. <laughs> he's the best player on the offense. What do you expect? Yeah. What do you think we're doing with Tyreek Hill right now? The only thing you don't notice it because he's getting the ball thrown to him. But look at his targets. We are using Tyreek Hill to perfection. <laughs> okay. Trust me when I tell you, you want your money on the field. That's why Jalen Ramsey should have been. Shadowing the other team's best receiver. He should have been playing in the star role. He should have been playing in the slot against teams like Buffalo. Period. But they didn't do that. No, this this was the frustration that we had with Vic Fangio early on in the season. We were wondering, why are things not going better? This guy is such a genius. If he's the godfather of the modern-day NFL defense, we, were, we should be expecting more from him. And Jalen Ramsey showed up, and things got better because Jalen Ramsey is Jalen Ramsey. But things started to fall apart again at the end of the season. And I think it was just because you just got this sense that there was something that wasn't right. The culture was wrong. And now, now, now we hear all this stuff coming out. Ramsey comes out just straight up and says, I don't like you. And I will never forgive you for misusing us that I, that you got Javon Holland. Like he, he's denying it now, but he's basically uh, tweeting the kick rocks and telling, basically telling uh, Fangio to, you know what? Uh, Cam Smith unlocking. He's like, uh, now at last my chains are gone. I've been set free. So this this whole concept of we we had this discussion a few shows ago about the idea of a coach being my way or the highway. I do not. Andy Reid, I'm sure, is a coach who commands his team. There's nobody on the team who questions Andy Reid. But the difference between Andy Reid and guys like Vic Fangio is that Andy Reid will adapt 
if necessary. He's not going to look at his own style of doing things and say, I'm going to keep doing this if I have to break through the brick wall myself. He will change. He will go around. He will adapt. He will he will do some tweaks here and there in order to make sure that his team continues to find success. Fangio, on the other hand, was so set in his ways that he did not care if it wasn't working. We saw perfect evidence of that when poor Cater Kohu got roasted 10 times against Stephon Diggs the first time they played Buffalo. It's like, we're all seeing it happen in real time. Kohu can't keep up with him. Why are you still keeping him one-on-one with this guy? Because that was what Fangio wanted. Didn't make any sense to any of us at the time. We were going to look at it and say, well, maybe there's a method to the madness. It's Vic Fangio. No, we were right. (laughs) It was a bad idea from the jump. So that man did not want to adapt. He did not care about. It almost felt like he didn't care about his players as individuals. And that in and of itself, I don't. I Fangio will. I want to say Fangio will still have some level of success. He's still very smart and he's very good at what he does, but. You need somebody who can, I don't know, rein him in, in a way. Because McDaniel is too easygoing. He's too he's too much everybody's friend to play the heavy. So I thought the dynamic would work, that Fangio would be the tough guy and McDaniel would be everybody's friend. But in reality, if you're going to learn from Eric Spolstra, which Mike McDaniel clearly is, the Miami Heat head coach, Eric Spolstra, then you have to buy into the same culture that the heat run on. And then that everybody is, we're all in this together in a way, I guess that's the best way to encapsulate heat culture is that we're not going to let anybody mess with us. We're all going to have each other's back. And that means that you can come to me about anything and we're going to sit down and talk about this. Like adults, this is not a, you do what you're told kind of team. We're going to figure out a way to do this together. We're going to discuss this like mature people. That's what McDaniel's trying to do. And I think the signing of Anthony Weaver to be the new defensive coordinator is trying to further make that culture come to reality with the Dolphins. Because Anthony Weaver, from everything that we've heard, is very much the same kind of the very much the same kind of coach that McDaniel is. Not in the sense that he's goofy like McDaniel is, like he's not like a jokester, but he very much wants his players to develop. He want, he knows that his players are the core of what makes the defense work. It's not like his scheme is just so genius that he's going to be able to make it work with whoever he has. He's going to make it based on who he has. And also, I think he's going to watch film on his players. That would probably be a good way to start. <laughs> I think that would be a good place to start. So we're going to keep going down this roster here. And I want to be able to look at some of these guys that we could potentially you um correct me if i'm wrong drew rosenhaus recently came out and said that pretty much all of his uh clients on the team are going to be looked at in in some regard so even the people who have already signed extensions isn't zach sealer one of his um one of his clients Yes, and you could save four point five million dollars by extending Zach Sealer another year. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> one year after signing his extension, we're gonna extend him again because, like, oh, okay. Yeah, let's. Uh, you know, uh, we could save money right there. Let's do it too. Okay. You know, and do you think that Zach Sealer is gonna be a bad player before he's thirty? Yeah, no. Well, especially <laughs> if you get Christian Wilkins back. No, I expect very no? many years of uh, the uh, the Tim Bowens, Daryl Gardner uh, reincarnated. Mm. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't. I I saw the, the the comment. We talked about it on our show, and well, it does make sense, right? Like he said, his exact quote was, 
I think I believe he has 12 players on the Dolphins. Yeah. He says that every one of his players will have something done to their contract this year. And could that mean that they won't be brought back like Duke Riley? Because he's a, a Drew Rosenhaus client. That's a possibility. But I think I believe him. I think all 12 players will have something done. And there will be time. You know, uh, free agency starts on March 13th. Uh, they're at the combine right now. I think they're getting feelers for what's going on. You know, they're getting the lay of the land, uh, so to speak. Um, make no mistake, they're they're getting feelers for what the market is for Christian Wilkins as well. You know, I don't mean, think I'm these sure people that- are idiots. Okay, they're not going to be caught off guard. They're not going to be caught by surprise. All right, maybe they know that he's going to have a soft market. All right. We know that that the guy from the Ravens, uh, Marbuike, uh, they might franchise tag him, okay? And if they can't come to an agreement, if they do that, that's going to pretty much tell you where the market is at. It's at $21 million. I think they'll offer that to Christian Wilkins, and Christian Wilkins just has to take it at this point. Like, what are you holding out for at this point? I mean, if he really, if he really needs it, I, Alf, I have always been a proponent, and I don't know how you feel about it, but if you are so certain that a player is the heart and soul of your team, and I, and again, I've been saying, I think Christian Wilkins is the heart and soul of the defense. Not to mention, he's been an Iron Man, as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I'm struggling to remember. Has he ever missed a game ever, except for COVID? I think he missed one game for COVID. Yes, but that is that doesn't count. It's COVID. Like no. people miss game, people miss games for less for worse than that. Is so Christian Wilkins has not missed a game for any significant reason that I can remember. And he has been a completely incredible player the entire time that he's been here. Even if his stat sheet doesn't show it, he's been phenomenal and contributing to the defense. If what if he's not if he's looking for a year per average number, if he wants to have the highest uh salary per year of any defensive tackle, I get where he's coming from. He wants to be considered one of the best. But part of me feels like and I know it's a gamble in NFL circles, believe me. But I'm wondering if players would be willing to take less of a year per uh, salary per year if they had a lot more guaranteed money attached to it. Like Christian Wilkins is not giving us any reason to believe he's going to miss out on a bunch of games, or that he's going to cause any problems. He's been the consummate teammate. He has been an incredible player. He's been solid as a rock. I'd guarantee like 75% of his contract if it means he'll take less. Seriously. Like, what do you have to lose? With Wilkins, you have zero reason to believe he's going to miss anything. Yeah, although the, the the problem there is that the guarantee is basically what you're paying for. You know? So the guarantee is what matters. But the actual number doesn't matter because none of these guys, including the best, Quinton Williams will not see the last year of his contract. He just won't. Neither will Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, the only people that do see the last year of his contract are people like Aaron Donald. And even then, they broke up his contract the last year to extend him for two more years. So not even he did. Look what happened with Chris Jones. He got franchise tagged. Okay? What are they going to do with him this year? So, you know, uh, that's the the only difference there is, that I see is, you know, the guarantee is the money. So if you're just going to move up guaranteed money to like the earlier years of the, of the deal and you're just going to front load a contract to all oblivion you're probably doing yourself a disservice because well, I'm, not, I'm not meaning like front loading per se i'm just i'm saying like 
because some like a lot of contracts have only a certain amount of guaranteed money that they feel comfortable giving out because you need to, you want to give yourself some wiggle room in case something goes wrong with the player, right? Yeah, but remember, most most guarantees are paid like in the on a four year deal. Most guarantees are paid in the first two. Mm-hmm. On a five year deal, most guarantees are paid in the first three. So you know you up the guaranteed money. You're really playing with that guaranteed money. You want to keep. Uh, I'm pretty certain that what the Dolphins are trying to do is that they're trying to pay last year's prices for this year's Christian Wilkins. And Christian Wilkins is saying, look, inflation and, you know, the price of poker went up this year. <laughs> you and know, not to mention he balled out of his mind. So it's like yes. the one the one the one piece of leverage you had is no longer there because now I have all my sacks. So, yeah. Yeah. That, so, that was the one thing. Mm hmm. So I'm I'm looking down the list here of people we could potentially purge, uh, just to keep this going. Um, well, you got Jeff Wilson. You got a yeah, few, Jeff Wilson few other guys. Save about two point eight. Uh, if we're talking about just in a just in net savings, I'll say about two million for Jeff Wilson. Uh, you mentioned Duke Riley, a less little less than two million. If you decide to move on from him, um, I'm looking at Keon Crossan. Serious question: Why is he still here? Uh, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't, uh, I don't understand that. I didn't understand it to begin with. I didn't see that there was anything special with him, and I don't think Keon Crossan being on special teams is going to is going to suddenly make Danny Crossman look like a good special teams coordinator. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't understand why that man is still here. Maybe you can uh, enlighten me on that because I, I feel like Crossman has already proven he's he's definitely no Darren Rizzi. I'll say that. Yeah, uh, I I really don't get it, you know. But we're not privy to what they know inside the building. This is true, you know. But it's a it's a weird weird thing, <laughs> you know. Uh, they changed everybody else around him. I, I hope that's I hope that fixes it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not convinced, but whatever. Keep him around. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's just maybe just make Danny just likes him. Maybe he just likes the guy. He vibes with the guy. Like you can never you can never underestimate the vibe when it comes to Mike McDaniel. There's just a vibe about him. Like he's yeah, just no. Well, I'm dealing with some issues on, on OnlyFans. Oh, is there so, a, some is there some modding that needs to happen? Yeah, some modding had to happen. Is but it, is, is it something you're willing to share on air? Is what's going on? No, nah, it's uh you know it's backroom stuff. Okay, but three dollars um, a month. Go find out for yourself what's going on. Yeah, go find out what, what happened uh, on the drama on OnlyFans. You know, so um, there is one guy in particular that I'm kind of eyeballing here, and it's actually Mike White. I really don't see the need right now for an expensive backup quarterback because if I, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think Mike White would have done any better at this point than Skylar Thompson would have. And I feel like if you're going to go with quarterback, you're better off just drafting another developmental guy. Skylar Thompson already knows the offense enough that he can, he can fill in if Tua has to miss two or three games. If Tua ends up missing more than four games in a season anyway, your season is in deep trouble as is. And that's the same with any starting quarterback is there's very few teams that can lose their starting quarterback for a significant amount of time and still find themselves making the playoffs. So I'd honestly like to save the Mike White money, keep Skylar Thompson around, draft some kid in the seventh round again, and see if you can strike gold like with Brock Purdy. 
and just save some money there because I don't think Mike White really contributes much at this point, except that he's yeah. there. Yeah, you're gonna have to cut around the edges. Like there's certain guys, like Jeff Wilson. Will Jeff Wilson be sacrificed and Chris Brooks elevated? I think that's something you can see. I think I'd be I'd be down for that. Chris Brooks is a bruiser. Jeff Wilson. I mean, Jeff Wilson is strong, yes, but when you like Chris Brooks, like made a case for himself, like from the ground up, as saying this is my identity. This is the one piece that you don't have in this offense. Is the guy who's gonna get you third and one, fourth and one. Yeah, uh, but then he got injured. <laughs> then he got injured. Yeah, but like I mean, everybody else, everybody else, yeah. everybody gets. I don't know what it is with this team, man. Like maybe, maybe there really is the the cast the curse going on. Like everybody gets hurt at the end of the year, just to make sure you don't get very far. Yeah, but um, you know yeah. what? I just noticed if you cut Liam Eikenberg, you save three point three. I don't know if they're gonna do that though. No, I don't think they will. I don't think they will. But you could, you could do that. Yeah, and, it, it, and it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even hurt. Like you you end up getting less than a million in dead cap, and I I appreciate Eichenberg for being for pushing through the pain, but that doesn't make him subtly good at what he does. That's no, he's Eichenberg. just a backup. Uh, so far, he's proven in the NFL that he's a backup. You know, a versatile backup, but a backup nonetheless. Yeah, he's Jesse Davis. I, I I've had enough of I I saw enough of Jesse Davis. The only thing he hasn't done is get into a killed. And you could yeah. argue that in Buffalo, he kind of got to a kill a little bit the first time around when he had to replace Connor Williams. So I, I'm yeah. I'm not uh, holding my breath on keeping uh, Liam Eikenberg around. But aside from that, there's not really a whole lot left you can purge. Most of it has to be just through extensions and whatnot. Um, do you think now? Because I'm I'm looking at it now. Because I'm Tyreek Hill's number is absolutely ridiculous. Do you know that Tyreek Hill's cap number in 2026 is 56 million dollars? Yeah, that, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, like that 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 has to be fixed <laughs> quickly. Do you think that he's going to follow through with his whole "I'm going to retire after my contract is up"? Or do you think he'll sign another extension? Uh, I think he's signing an extension. I yeah, think I, I, I think he's. I think they're blowing up that number. You know. Yeah, yeah, because the whole concept. Because he also said he was going to be what he was going to be a porn star after he after he retired. I think he was saying. I, I think he was said he was kidding after that. So, I think the retirement comment is very much also a joke. You got you, you're not well. I don't I don't know if I should bring up Tyreek Hill. I think he's in some trouble right now. Did you see the news report that broke? Yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit. Okay, <laughs> well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, but who is, who he is, does expose himself to all this crap. You know, he needs. To, well, yeah, he needs to stay out of trouble. That's, I guess that, I guess I don't know what is. It's not Miami because he did the same stuff in Kansas City, so it's not just Miami that things go wrong. But I'm going through the list here. There's not really a whole lot you can do anymore. Um, extend Bradley Chubb again. Try to restructure. No, that. I don't think that one's happening. No, I don't think so either. But it's, I'm, yeah. you don't have a whole lot of. You have to find your wiggle room through the extensions that you can you can feasibly do. Baker is one. Sealer is another. Waddle is another. I would honestly. I I know you said like add one or two years. I wouldn't mind giving David Long uh, another another decent contract. No, like, he makes the most sense out of uh, 
out of uh, like the newly signed guys, uh, he makes the most sense. Uh, Deshaun Elliott, I don't think you want to extend it past, you know, a two-year deal because those guys, just look around the league. Look what, what these guys go for around the league. You know, just, you know, keep playing that game. Sign them to a two-year deal, and in two years, you look for the next Deshaun Elliott because they're everywhere, you know? And that's what everybody else does with their, their offhand safety. You have your star safety, and then you have your offhand safety. That's what everybody else is doing. So just do what they do, you know? Yep. That's what the Ravens are doing. And that's how that's how the Ravens found Geno Stone, and that's how they're going to lose Geno Stone because somebody's going to look at Geno Stone, and he's going to be much more valuable to them than they are to the Ravens, and the Ravens are going to say, that's okay. We're just going to go get another Geno Stone because the guy that matters is Kyle Hamilton. And Miami's going to feel the same way. Like if somebody goes crazy over Deshaun Elliott this offseason, they're just going to say, okay, bye, because the one that matters here is Javon Holland. Who's the guy that the Lions just cut? The one that Elliott actually replaced and then got replaced by again? I think it was Brian Walker is his name. I think that's the one that the Lions cut. Uh, yeah, let he, me see. he makes a lot of sense. You know, there's going to be expensive guys too at safety if you want one of those. Tracy but Walker is his name. Tracy Walker, yeah. Brian Walker used to be a guy that played. For yeah, he ball. used to play for Miami. That's why I was like, Bryce good Brian player Walker. too. I wouldn't. I like. There's so many guys that Miami could potentially get. But uh, real quick before we call it here, um, like you mentioned, the combines coming up. Uh, if we're just talking straight up draft, Alf, and I know, and I know that this is going to be. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people aren't going to be thrilled with this idea, but. I just want the offensive line fixed. I want it fixed. If you have to draft like a first round and the second round and whatever for an offensive line, do it. I don't want what do any you feel, more. What do, you, what do you feel about this? You saw who got cut by the Jets yesterday, right? Lake and Tomlinson, yes. But isn't he a right. right guard exclusively or something along those lines? No, no, he's a left guard. Oh, he's a left guard. Okay, because I yeah. saw somebody. I heard somebody say, "Oh, it doesn't matter if Robert uh, if Robert Hunt doesn't come back, then you go get Tomlinson." But no, Lakin Tomlinson, I'll tell you what he did in San Francisco because that's what matters, okay? I'm pretty sure he was a left guard, okay? But, yeah, like we, I remember we were clamoring for Tomlinson before he ended up signing with the Jets because, like, hey, wow. this is the guy who was part of the San Francisco offensive line that McDaniel was so fond of. What's interesting is that a lot of Jets fans are really pissed off with him, and they're, like, glad he's gone, so... That's interesting. He has been a left guard his entire career. Oh, well, in that case, if he's willing to take a, a fairly a fair size contract, I would absolutely try to bring him in. Like, he, so what he, do you him, say him, to him, this? Together. What do you say to this? You sign uh, Lake and Tomlinson, mm-hmm. okay? You re-sign Robert Hunt somehow. Okay. Yeah, somehow that one's. I, I think that one's going to be difficult. That, that one's. I think that one's getting uglier. I, I was really optimistic about that one. I think that one is now getting a little uglier. Okay, so you get those two guys in the fold, and then you wait until June. You get your Xavier Howard cash, and you re-sign Connor Williams. Uh I mean, on the one hand, on paper, it feels like it's fixed. On the other hand, though, I feel like there's so many good linemen in this coming draft. That I prefer. well, that just uh, none of none of what I said stops you from adding one. I'll tell you that right now. This is true, yes, but I feel like the money can be used elsewhere. Like I, I, Miami needs to get a third wide receiver, and they should draft one too. But I feel like that there are options. 
that we can yeah there are things out. that are must-haves for this offseason they need yeah. like these are they're these are non-negotiable the this must happen okay you got to settle the interior of your offensive line because that's what makes Tua go center left guard right guard that has to be settled Okay. Because when Tua moves up, when Tua moves around in the pocket, he wants to move up. He doesn't want to go horizontal. That messes him up. Yeah. Not only that, yeah, he he's a quarterback like most quarterbacks. They don't like trash at their feet. Okay. They just don't. All right. They don't want to have to to navigate a bunch of stuff at their feet. Right. Mm-hmm. So if so, guys are tripping over each other in front of him, Tua's going to get frazzled. Yeah, and, and that's going to make him escape the pocket. That's going to break the timing of the of the play up. Right. So these are the things that you must accomplish this this offseason. You gotta settle the interior offensive line. Period. That must happen. The second thing that must happen, okay, and then not much else has to happen, okay? Because the rest of the stuff is just window dressing as far as depth and who you're bringing back and which safety you're gonna you you want to be your third safety. Are you bringing back Brandon Jones, et cetera, et cetera? Who's playing opposite uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey? All of those are just simple questions that just get answered with time, with free agency and the draft, okay? But these two things must happen. you got to settle the interior of your offensive line, left guard, center, right guard, and you must get a third pass catcher that you can rely on, okay? Those two things are musts. Like, those are the primary missions. Without that, you haven't progressed enough this offseason. So those are two things that you must do. People forget that. Like for all the talk about Joe Burrow and how amazing he is, he has three count them three weapons at any given moment that he can feel one hundred percent confident they're going to be able to catch. Yeah, if him. anybody if anybody had any ideas as far as you know, does Joe does Joe Burrow have weapons? He has one of the most expensive running backs in football, right? Mm-hmm. We all agree that that Jamar Chase is going to be one of the more expensive wide receivers in football, if not the highest paid wide receiver in football, right next to Tyreek Hill. And Justin Jefferson. We all agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. T. They just, just got franchise tagged. They just franchise tagged the other wide receiver. Do you think Miami would franchise tag Jalen Waddle? Mm-hmm. No, they would extend him, right? So Cincinnati's going to the mattresses for T. Higgins. That tells you how good their skill players are in Cincinnati. Okay. So, you know. It's, and that's not even counting Tyler Boyd and whoever they're tight. Right. Their, their tight end's not no slouch either. No, uh, they had that uh, uh, CJ Ozoma, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, then he went to the Jets, and then they they brought in Hurst. Who oh yeah, Hayden. Uh, well, yeah, Hayden but, Hurst. Uh, he's not a lot great, but um, you know, look at Cincinnati. Look at where they're they're spending their money. You know, uh, they're going they're, they're going to the mattresses for their second wide receiver. Okay, that's how good their skill players are. All right. Miami must settle the third pass catcher because it's a problem. And it's not a problem as in, okay, these guys are great, but Tua's not getting the ball because Tua's doing fine getting the ball to the first two guys, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's wrong with the third guy? Well, go to Next Gen Stats. Do yourself a favor. Do a little bit of research. Instead of just going on Twitter and talking a bunch of bullshit, go on Next Gen Stats start researching separation for the Dolphins, Okay. Look at the separation stats on everybody on the Dolphins except Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. It's all piss poor. It's all around Devontae Parker's numbers. Okay. By the way, Devontae Parker once again led the league in the least separation for all wide receivers. What a shock. <laughs> he continues to do what he does. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know how he does it. 
I mean, li- but listen, Tua, like, you want to talk about Tua real quick. Tua made it work somehow with Parker when he was around. Like, yeah. go up and get it. That's your job. Go up and get it. And it worked. Kinda. Mm-hmm. We were we were looking at we were looking at Tua and looking at who he was throwing to. We saw him throwing to Devontae Parker and Lynn Bowden Jr. And sometimes it was Malcolm Perry. And sometimes it was Isaiah Ford. Oh my God, the man who would never go away, Isaiah Ford. And somehow Tua was getting the offense to function. And suddenly, all of a sudden, Tua's just garbage because he can't win the Super Bowl with guys like Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Like nobody else is Patrick Mahomes except for Patrick Mahomes. That's why he won the Super Bowl again. That and the best defense in football. <laughs> that that yeah. and the best defense in football. Yeah, even even Josh Allen, who I really like, when he's asked to just be a one man gang and run the entire offense, he can't do it. Not unless the only guy, the only guy in the NFL that has been. And to be honest with you. He was really good against the Ravens. They scored 17 points, okay? Like, don't get too excited, all right? But against Miami in minus 30-degree weather, they basically told him, look, our defense is going to do the job. You just get us something. Get us Mm -hmm. something on offense. And he was essentially the entire offense for the Chiefs. Week two against the Bills, he outplayed Josh Allen, and he beat Josh Allen, okay, in Buffalo. It's Pat Mahomes. Nobody else is Pat Mahomes. But then again, you know, he has the best defense in football. <laughs> you know, let's not let's not gloss over that fact. Because everybody's, oh, you know, these are the guys that could carry a team. Did they carry a team? Or did they have the number one offense? I mean, the number one defense as well. That helps a lot. You know, I, I don't see. Uh, who is the last quarterback to carry his team to a, a winning Super Bowl with a shitty defense? I don't, I don't know who. I once did. An, I once wrote an article. It was many years ago now because I was really curious about that. I did the research and I looked it up. I think, if I'm not mistaken, because the article's gone now because the website's down. But I feel like of the research, of the research that I did, I looked back in the last ten Super Bowls. I think, and of those ten Super Bowls, I think only two teams did not have a top ten defense attached to it. Two, and even those that did had close to the number one offense, like bar none. Mm. Like those are the only two teams that were able to do it without the top ten defense, and they were like the best offense in the NFL with no with no close second. I know that there was a, there was a streak of about twenty years consecutively where the number one offense could not win the Super Bowl. And by the way, Miami was one of them in nineteen eighty four. They had the number one offense, and they so. lost to San Francisco, who I believe had the number one defense. Uh, San Francisco had the number one defense and the number two offense. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so that tells you all you needed to know. While Miami had the number one offense, I like the number 16 defense, you know, that season. It's so, you know. winning takes a lot, a lot of development, a lot of effort, a lot of just things going your way. But at the end of the day, you, I, I feel like more than anything, and it's not going to get talked about because it doesn't get highlights and it doesn't show up on sports center. Defense still wins championships. Truly. Yeah. That's so, pretty much how it always turns out in, in football. It's just a fact of life. All right. We're going to go ahead and call it here. Everybody, thank you for joining us. And once again, you will be able to listen to this on the three yards per carry feed shortly after this goes up. And once again, everybody who's listening to this live, make sure that if you haven't already done so, you can go click on the links below my Nintendo store. You'll be able to get some bonus items while making your purchases, whether it's for you or your family. You can go ahead and get either of these awesome games available to pick up right now. And of course, make sure you're going to pricepicks.com. Use the promo code five. That's F-I-V-E. And they will match up to $100 on your initial deposit. 
when you sign up. Even those who are going to be in Florida, don't worry. Price Picks is working on making sure that you will eventually get back to them shortly. All right. That's going to be it. Once again, by the way, three uh, only fins, only $3 a month. The link is actually in the description of this video as well. So you'll be able to just click on that and you'll be able to go and start setting up your account with them. And you'll be able to get some really good juicy insight that is not allowed to be seen anywhere outside of OnlyFans. So make sure you're checking that out. That's where I get a lot of my football knowledge. It's just from reading these guys. All right, that's it. We will see you all next week for another episode of Pulse of Fins Nation. Al, thank you for joining me and we will see you all next time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.